Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That's time. I'm Mike, and joining us in studio is our producer, Eric. Hey, yo. Uh, as you all know, we had the week off last week. Uh, it was spring break for my kids, so we went and did all sorts of fun stuff. They didn't uh, invite me. You may have seen. You're right, we didn't. You may have seen that I was in Chicago. I went to a Cubs game and got to meet and hang out with uh, Cubs owner Tom Ricketts. If you guys are interested in seeing what we did on our day together... Head on over to our Facebook page. There's a nice little uh, uh, picture video thing that they do on Facebook that I put together. Uh, you guys In will, MS Paint. You guys will really enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> it was not an MS Paint. That's not a thing anymore. Okay, whatever. Whatever whatever little paint program you have on your tablet there. Yep. Um, so that was, that was my big fun thing of the week. Tom, what did you do over your not spring break? What did I do? He worked. I went to work and earned money. Well, bully for you. Which then I I then spent on two statues. Oh, booze? No. Actually, I did not drink any booze this week. Oh, good for you. Only on the After Dark shows, right? That's (laughs) debatable. All right. uh, We're going to kick off the actual sports talk with hockey. Hockey. Uh, the first round wrapped up yesterday. Yes, uh, it did. Just in time for us to talk about it. Thanks, guys. Um, we had <clears throat> we had a couple of a uh, couple of series that weren't really too surprising. Uh, Penguins beat the Blue Jackets four one. Caps beat the Maple Leafs four two. Although the Leafs did lead that series two one uh, before Washington kind of punched them in the teeth in Game Four and uh, finished off the series there you know, right after that. The uh, the Capitals owner tweeted a picture of him and a bunch of uh people in an elevator and he was talking about the celebration elevator ride and uh all the replies to it were just they're all like yeah yay yay and they won one series against the number eight seed they need to temper themselves a bit i think well i mean sometimes as a fan you just have to take your victories where you can well, I guess because they are going up against the Penguins in the next round, and right. that's not going to end well for I'm them. I'm going to watch every game of that series. Um, yeah, so that that does lead to the Washington-Pittsburgh matchup that I think we've all kind of been hoping for. Um, they uh two best teams in the league this year. I mean, did you see what the Easily. Penguins did to the Blue Jackets? Oh, yeah. They, uh, they handled them with great ease. Um, Columbus did get that one game, um, 
But even then, Columbus didn't look all that impressive against the Penguins. Columbus now has three postseason victories yes. in their history. Yes, they do. And we're not trying to rag on them because we actually kind of like them. Um, well, you kind of like them. Well, well, I mean, we enjoy going to see them and everything. And I enjoy going to see the teams that are there. Um, the other two series, uh, the Rangers defeated the Canadians 4-2. Boo. Um, you were going to boo no matter who won that series. Yeah, but I'm booing more because it's the stupid Rangers. Uh, um, and the Senators beat the Bruins four games to two. So Senators-Rangers uh, will face off in the next round. Um, they are... But we had the we had the most Canadian teams in the playoffs in how many years? Several. Yeah, several. It was close to a decade, right? I believe so. Um and the uh the Maple Leafs and the Flames did not advance. Uh Anaheim beat the Flames four zero. Um that was not that surprising to me. I would have expected a little bit more from Calgary, but I I I don't think that they really had a chance. Yeah. I wanted them to, but alas. Yeah. The other California-Canada matchup, uh, the Oilers defeated the Sharks four games to two. That one surprised me. Yeah. Um, I thought the Oilers, just like the Flames, were a little bit too young still, and I thought it was going to take them a season to get some postseason legs under them. The thing is, they have a lot of talent that's not young. They've got Nugent Hopkins been there for a few years, you know. They've got uh, Cam Talbot in net, the Wiley veteran. Yeah. Um, they're not really as young as people think they are. People think, oh, they have all these first-round picks. They're, they're right. all a well, bunch of kids. Really not about them being young but inexperienced in the postseason. Yeah. Um, uh, the Wild, uh, so they fired David Yao, and then he went on down to St. Louis and got some sweet, sweet revenge. Yes, he did. Uh, St. Louis defeated Minnesota 4-1. Um, that last game was pretty thrilling. Uh, the Wild tied it up right around four minutes to play. Uh, wound up going to overtime, and St. Louis came away with the victory there uh, in game five. And in the, Take that, Voldemort. In the most surprising series of the first round, Nashville blanked Chicago for zip. Roughed them up. Chicago only scored three goals. Yeah, three goals in four games. Or no, did they score uh, an empty netter at the end of that fourth game? I know they were trying to, as everyone should be trying to do. They did. Ah, so they only scored four goals. Oh, no. No, no, they no, didn't. No, they did not. Three they goals. goals. You can edit that, right? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I won't. Not four goals, three. Yeah, they were blanked in the first two games. Scored two in game three and one in game four. That's pretty embarrassing. <coughs> yep. Uh, so... Looking ahead to round two, <clears throat> we got Blues and Predators. Um, the way the Predators handled Chicago, and I know Minnesota was, you know, right there with Chicago this year, and St. Louis handled Minnesota um, just as easily as Nashville handled Chicago, but I think I'm going with Nashville um... in a very fun series. Uh, I'll I'll have to agree with you because I feel like the Blues are never going to make it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um. Then in uh in the other matchup, I gotta go Anaheim. Mm, I'm going Edmonton. I'm going to ride that bus until it breaks down and runs out of gas or whatever. Yeah. Uh, over in the East, um, Senators Rangers. Uh, I'm gonna go with New York. 
Yeah, I don't want to. I loathe them. But they were a, a, a very good team in the regular season. And they played a good series against Montreal. Yeah. It would be difficult not to pick them. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Ottawa was, was good in the regular season too. But I just think uh, that the Rangers will be a bit too much. Yeah. Um, and then in the final one, uh, I'm going with Washington just because I picked them as my champs. I'm going to switch it up and go with Pittsburgh because I didn't think that Pittsburgh would come on that strongly. Uh, you know, I thought Columbus would be able to handle them in a tough series. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the St. Louis-Nashville series and the Pittsburgh-Washington series are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, cannot wait to see Ovechkin. Uh, in that Pittsburgh series. Um, and I think Crosby and Malkin will definitely be up for the challenge. I'm hoping, really hoping for seven games. Yeah. Um, um, expecting six, hoping I'll, for seven. I'll say it, uh, playoff hockey is the best playoff. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, like, I know a lot of people, when it gets to be uh, football playoffs, a lot of people will say that uh, the divisional weekend of the NFL playoffs is the best playoffs. Well, and... Yes and no. They only play one game, so it doesn't have it doesn't have the same feeling that playoff hockey does. Storylines develop in in playoffs that have a series. Right, right. Um, actually, in uh, fact, I will I'll go ahead and say that uh, playoff football is the most boring playoff. Um, I won't I won't say that because playoff basketball has become so predictable for the most part and i know i'm saying that in a season when an eight seed went up two nothing on a one seed um but i think playoff basketball is probably probably at the bottom there um but you still at least get uh you know little stories that come up during the course of a series with football you just get a week of people yelling at each other and then they play a game and move on yeah but that stuff does tend to linger I mean, you look at it um, last year with the Super Bowl. That lingered into this into 2016. They opened up with Panthers at Broncos for the opening game of the season, and that carried over. Look at what the Denver defense did to Cam Newton, and that's something that has stuck, and, and that created a storyline that lasted the entire season. Yeah, but that wasn't over the playoffs. That was... No, but I'm saying that it can create those same storylines. Now, here's the thing. Had that happened in it happened in the Super Bowl, so it obviously wasn't going to carry over to other playoff games. But had Cam Newton got roughed up like that in the wild card round, and then again in the divisional, and then again in the conference, you got a storyline. Those storylines do happen, but they only happen to the winners, though. You know, if he gets roughed up in the in the wild card round and loses, nobody's talking about it. Well, they got roughed up in the Super Bowl and they lost, and then they lost in Denver, and it. Well, that's because it's the Super Bowl. That's they're still talking about it. The Aaron Rodgers Hail Marys. That is a storyline that's not going to go away. They uh, lost that game. I'm not talking about it. Oh, so it needs to be a storyline that you are talking about. Yeah. See, be, you know something has made it when I start talking about it and kill it. Uh-huh. Anyway. Like when I started saying, what's up, is right when it died. I still use that. Nobody uses it. Yeah. Yeah. Staying in playoffs, we're going to head over to basketball. <laughs> um. So we do have we do have one series gone final. Uh, yep. The Cavaliers defeated the Pacers four games to zip. They just could not keep pace. 
Yeah. Uh, they had that huge, Zing. huge comeback. Yeah, I tried to gloss over it. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> you can count on me. Um, oh, man. Ruining everything. Um, <laughs> well, they came back from 26 points down yeah. in the in the uh, second half. Yep. Like, uh, I think it tied for the second biggest comeback in uh, NBA history. Um, the Rockets are up three games to one on um, – Oklahoma City. Uh, a lot of people are making a big deal about this series because it's got the you know the two MVP candidates. Well, I got something to say about that. It's got the MVP candidate and the guy from the Rockets. Well, here's my thing. Um, more than that, okay, yeah, it probably needs to be uh, Russell Westbrook. I get that, but those guys are not the only candidates. LeBron had an MVP caliber season. Kawhi Leonard, who actually plays defense, which you cannot say about the other guys. Deserves more consideration than he's getting. Well, I I just don't think anyone deserves consideration but Russell. Oh, I I do believe that other players deserve consideration. He's he's done something that only one other person has ever done, and I mean, but he led his team to a seven seed. Right. Imagine where they would be without him. Right. Imagine where the Cavs would be without LeBron. Oh wait, we don't have to. We saw it. They were a nineteen win team. Yes, back then. It's largely the same roster. They were that bad. They were that bad with Kyrie Irving. So uh, that argument always kind of falls flat for me. Um, The rest of the series, we have Golden State leading Portland 3-0. The Warriors may be without Coach Steve Kerr for the rest of the postseason. His back issues have flared up, and they could be. I'm not sure. I believe it's Mike Green, the former Cavs coach, uh, will be leading them for the foreseeable future. Well, they they did just fine without him last year, right? I I don't with, think with it'll Luke be, Walton of all people. I don't think it'll be too much of an issue. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think they'll be all right. It, it may give them some problems when they run into a team like Houston or possibly San Antonio if the if those teams make it out of the you know first round two. Um, which would be in the in the conference finals. Um, uh, first of all, first off, they would face either the Clippers or Jazz. They're tied at two apiece. Um, the Jazz lost, uh, I believe, Ru- uh, Rudy Gobert for the rest of the playoffs, and the Clippers lost Blake Griffin for the rest of the playoffs. Yep. Um, so this is their final stop. Oh yeah, they're not going to. Ch- neither one of these teams is going to be able to challenge Golden State in the next round. Um, even with the healthy players, I don't think that they would have. Yeah. Um, and then in the final West series, uh, the Spurs and Grizzlies are tied at two apiece. Um, this series has been uh, very obnoxious for me. Um, there were there were some uncalled fouls um, in Game 2, and they went both ways, but the Spurs did kind of benefit from a few key ones. I don't think it impacted the game that much, but Memphis coach uh, David Fisdale came out and criticized the officials after the loss. And in games three and four, the officials couldn't blow their whistles fast enough. And it just destroyed the pace of the games, and it made game three almost unwatchable. And he's being uh, he's being sold as some sort of hero by analysts and commentators all over the place. He's being praised for being a crybaby. Well, the refs in the NBA are bad. The refs everywhere are bad. Right. Um, Anytime anyone calls out a ref over even a minutely valid claim, then 
everyone's going to agree with him. Yeah. It's just... And yeah, it's probably more obnoxious to me because it's against, you know, my team. But he got fined for it, but he's getting praised. That's not how that's supposed to work. When the system is broken, it is. Yeah, well, it's the best system we've got, so... It's the only system we've got. If we had any other system, it would be a better system. I disagree. What other system is going to be able to call fouls better than having human referees on the court? Human referees not on the court. Eyes above. And they have a whistle and a megaphone. <laughs> you want to turn the game over to the robot overlords? Yes. That's how we get terminators, Tom. <laughs> Whatever. Instead of refs on the field, what we need are a series of like 50 drones constantly surrounding the field of play, watching every move that everybody makes. Just have a guy sitting up high in a booth or what have you. He could be the high guy. That's what we'll call him. Yeah. How about, how about we put microchips inside the ball, and then we put microchips inside the player's hands, and that way when this team touches the ball... It'll light up a certain color, but when this team touches the ball, it lights up another color. That way you know if they got ball or if they got hand or if it's really a foul. How about that? Also make them wear, like, they should have gloves or some sort of uh, dye or pigment on their skin so that if they touch another player, it's you know, there, there, you there's a mark it. there. You can be like, you can't just flop on the ground and be like, oh, he touched me. Oh, wait, there's no mark on me right. from where he touched me. Especially in the elbows. There should be a different color for the elbows. In fact, actually, why don't we just, uh, let's just get rid of the human players altogether. Let's build robots that they play the sports. I think you're honest. Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Hugh Jackman made a movie about that. Yeah, it wasn't actually horrible. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Or, or how about we just have a guy. Considering it was a movie based on a toy a game, game that you. Or, yeah, not or, even or, a video or, game. Yeah, no. On a, yeah, on a freaking Rock'em Sock'em that Robots. Was, that was actually a pretty fun film. I'm, I'm not, I won't call it good. No, no. But I will call it fun. We could just have a guy sitting in a booth watching the game because. As we all know, anyone who's been to a sporting event, you it's basketball, you can see the fouls that happen from above. It's not necessarily the same as, as in football or hockey. Basketball, you can usually see a foul that happens from above. They would still miss a great, a great number of fouls. They would still miss them. So what you're saying is because it wouldn't eliminate fouls 100%, it's not worth doing? Yeah, pretty much. I don't think it, I don't think it would even... I don't think it would improve it. I really don't. There's still enough going on that that would not fix the problem. And there are some fouls that happen that there's not a camera a camera angle for. It's because we don't have anybody at the right Cameras angle. in the ball. Cameras in the ball. <laughs> and just Tom's be- not the showrunner, so he can't push past this. Look at him. He's just so because frustrated. there's a <laughs> camera angle that can't see it doesn't mean that there's not a human eye. But if they're watching it on a screen, as you not said earlier, a, you I said did not that say on a screen. I said sitting up above in a booth watching down. You earlier mentioned a screen. When? Earlier. Cite me the sentence that I said. You mentioned a screen earlier. Anyway. You said something about a screen and a megaphone. Yeah. So the guy was going to be up there with a screen and a megaphone. I said with a whistle and a megaphone. We both to call oh. you mentioning a screen. I could have sworn I heard anyway, about a screen. Anyway. All right. So, well, that, if, but still, if he's up above, so if. You and I are facing each other, and the guy is behind me, and I follow you reaching towards you. He can't see if I got your hand or the ball. So there would have to be... I'm not saying take away the floor refs. Oh, you're saying add to them. Yeah. No, because that's not how it came off. <laughs> More, don't get rid of the refs on the floor. They see some fouls, obviously, or they wouldn't call them. 
So your but your idea of them whistling through a megaphone is terrible. I don't know if you've ever whistled through a megaphone. No, they the whistle will come through loud and clear. They shout down the the foul with the megaphone. Oh, okay, that's good because if they were whistling through a megaphone, that's a terrible idea. No, see, you just you're not in my mind, so you don't know what I'm knowing. You know, you don't. I've see never been what I'm so seeing. happy. You don't know what you don't know. All right, so in the east, I'm gonna I'll write this up and send it off to who's the silver. Yeah, Adam Silver. I'll 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 send you a a strong email, Adam Silver. I know you're listening. Uh, over in the East, as we mentioned, the Cavs uh, advanced. They are the first team to advance this postseason. Um, the Raptors and Bucks are tied at two two in a series that I have not watched a single game of. The Wizards and Hawks are t- are uh, or no, I'm sorry, they're not tied. Uh, the Wizards lead the Hawks two one in a series that I have not watched any games of. And the Celtics and Bulls are tied 2-2. Uh, Chicago, the 8th seed, took games 1-2 and two in Boston. Yeah. Um, and this was right after uh, Isaiah Thomas's younger sister had tragically died in a car crash overnight. Um, and he went out and put up an amazing effort, uh, 33 points in, in that game, I believe, and uh, really did everything he could, but the, the Celts just fell short. Um Chicago won game two, and then Boston came back and won games three and four in Chicago. Um, the Bulls are now without uh, Rajon Rondo. That could be a problem for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler can do a lot, but Rondo was really driving this team lately. Um, so, yeah, I do think that is a crippling blow for them. Um, I think I think Boston is, is fine now. I think they're back in, back in the driver's seat. I, I expect them to... Uh, Expect them to come out of this. Yeah, I hope they don't because it's a Boston team. Right. Nobody likes them. Well, I mean, Boston people like them. Nobody likes them. No, I just told you who does. And I'm choosing to ignore you. That's great. Who? Um, so, coming up uh, today, we have uh, Milwaukee-Toronto Game 5, Golden State-Portland Game 4, and Washington-Atlantic Game 4. Tuesday, Memphis San Antonio game five, Oakland Houston game five, Utah LA game five. Um, I think it's kind of cheating to make make picks uh, halfway through a series. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think we all know who we're kind of expecting to come out of this anyway, so I don't think it really matters. But I think uh, you know we can we, we can just play our our clips from uh, from from last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I was thinking we could. Uh, who 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 are your picks for the NBA Finals? We we can at least do that since we didn't get to do that before this playoff started. Cleveland and Golden State. Three years in a row. Why not? Yeah. Um. I want to switch it up, but the only way for me to switch it up makes me seem like a homer. You can say Houston is going to do it. Yeah, but I don't. But I really don't believe that they that they can. Um. If miracles do happen, they have to see because Houston can't play defense. That's the biggest problem. But <laughs> if you're playing against Golden State, defense is just kind of a waste of time. Well, uh, but you want to do, you but they'd have to get, but they'd have to get through San Antonio, who can play offense at a high level and does play defense. Um, just kick him in the groin, Tom. You cannot kick all of your problems in the groin. I don't think you're trying hard despite, enough. Despite what Draymond Green may have taught you. You cannot kick all of your problems in the groin. Oh, I, I think if you just if you go up against uh, the Spurs and you just attack, 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 um, 
run the pace of play up so high that you're basically just getting one shot off at each end of the court. But the, but the thing is, they can't play the defense to stop a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Uh, just like they can't play the defense to stop a guy like Russell Westbrook. The The issue there for Oklahoma is that there's no one else to take the shot. For San Antonio, there's LaMarcus Aldridge, Tony Parker, Pau Gasol, Patty Mills. The list goes on. And it's the same thing with Golden State. If they did get past San Antonio, okay, if you if you can shut down if you can shut down Steph Curry, that's great. But you can't shut down Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Houston Houston just can't do it. And they they can make it fun though. Oh, they they can make it fun. I just don't think I want to see it's sustainable. For I want to see scores of 150 to 132. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um Unfortunately, the Clippers will not be a part of the uh, postseason very much longer. So, because I think they're the only other team that plays bad enough defense that could <laughs> do that. Um, no, I will say, um, you know what? I'm going to throw a wrench in everything, and I'm going to say San Antonio and Boston. Okay, San Antonio and Boston. I'm going to go with the underdog in each each conference. So, um, that is it for playoff related sports. Um, we now look to a season that uh, just kicked off. And one that will never end. Major League Baseball. Um, we were not... <coughs> well, actually, this is our first show since it happened. Uh, fortunately, we had to bring up Tom's Pittsburgh Pirates and star outfielder Starling Marte and his 80-game suspension. Yep. He is not eligible for the playoffs. Not that we were going to make them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Marte busted for PED use. Uh, he he did apologize to the Pirates, the fans, and the MLB. Um, For getting caught. It rings right. kind of hollow. <laughs> they all do. That's I'm very, very deeply sorry that I got caught because now I am out and, 80 games with no pay. And right. honestly, <clears throat> his apology uh, kind of tried to shift the blame. You know, he kind of said he didn't know what he was taking. They all, they always they, try that. Oh, yeah. I my trainer swore that it was approved. I'm like you were injecting stuff directly into your hip. You it, know, you probably that wasn't good. It's those guys. How about don't do that. It's those guys and the guys that get busted for taking Adderall that just didn't turn in the slip saying, "Hey, I actually really need this." Yeah. Or yeah. at least at least the slip saying that I have a doctor who is willing to say that I well, really yeah, need right, this. Right. <laughs> I did this actually did bring up a question I wanted to ask you guys. I mean, besides the player on your team who already got caught, uh, who, if they got caught, whether it's on your team or not, who, if they got caught using PEDs, would be the biggest disappointment to you? Mike Trout. Uh, him or at Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, there, there's... I, I, because I, he ju- he comes off as just the best guy. Right. You know? Right. I mean, I've got a list of probably five or six guys, but I think the top of it is Mike Trout, um, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo. Obviously, they're, you know the face of this young Cubs team, yeah. Bryce Harper, um, Kershaw. If, you know, if you found out Kershaw was, was, was Royden, you'd be pretty let down. I mean, as good as he's been, and I know he is a Dodger, but I mean, think about it. Think about oh, yeah, how absolutely. impressive we've been lucky to see a pitcher of this caliber. Be, yeah. be, being a fan of the Dodgers or not, we've been lucky to see a pitcher of this caliber in our lifetime. Um, so I think that would be a huge letdown for me too, but I, the top of the list has got to be Mike Trout. Yeah. You know, I can't wait for Kershaw to be uh, well past his prime and have, have moved on to a couple different teams, and then the Pirates pick him up and, and he has a, a 
renaissance for one season and then retires. <laughs> like Ran- like Randy Johnson did for that one year he was in uh, Arizona. Or like A.J. Burnett. Yeah. That's it, man. So Randy Johnson pitched very well for several years in Arizona. It's just that the, he only had a team around him for the Oh, but I'm, ta- I'm talking about the last, when he came back that last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah, because like, he had moved down to New York and moved down to San Fran. And, yeah. yeah, when he came back for that last year, uh, he pitched very well uh, for them in that last year. Um, but still didn't have a team around him. Right. <laughs> it, we we have been very lucky. Our uh, People in our age range, we've been very lucky with some of these pitchers that we have seen throughout our lives. Uh, we we did get to see the tail end of Nolan Ryan's career. Yeah. Um, the Braves pitchers, Maddox, Glavin, Maddox, Glavin. Smoltz, uh, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens, and yeah, whatever, the steroids, whatever. He was a great pitcher. It did not matter. Um, and, My issue was the way he handled it. Yeah. He didn't handle it well. No, and he still isn't handling it well. No. Um he's he's still just as clueless as he ever was. Like um, if if I if that if that's me and I've already made all my money, I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I did it. So what? You're not going to take my money away." Right. Um but we also got to witness Mariano Rivera's career. Yeah. It's, you know, we we've we've been very lucky um with, with and not just not just pitchers, other play you know other players as well, but specifically those pitchers. We've gotten to see Ichiro. Yeah, yeah, that's a fine career right there. Yeah, um, I want him to play until he's fifty. <laughs> I do too. He's so much fun to watch. Um, did you see he did homer in his le- what will likely be his last at bat in Seattle? Yeah. Um, he um, <coughs> they they lost that game big time. Um, but uh. Sorry, I'm just reading something right now. Um, yeah, it, it was probably his last at bat because he is getting up there, and the way uh, interleague play works, it is unlikely. Yeah, because you don't go. It's not like the. Uh, it's not like basketball or hockey where you play the other conference every single year, home and away. Right. Um, although they could well, they have 162 I, um, games. The Pirates made only their second trip to Boston ever this right. year. Right. And the Yankees. Well, that's got to do with interleague play starting in the nineties. Well, yeah, but the Yankees made, I think, their first or second trip to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's weird the way some of these some of these uh, series have been historically, where Boston, Chicago, you'd think the, the Cubs, you'd think that they'd have met, yeah, a hundred times. But like, uh, it's just it, it's just weird because the you know the first ever World Series was Boston Pittsburgh. And, and right. they're only making their second trip ever. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of amazing. Um, I I am a fan of interleague play. I'm not a fan of the way that they do it. <clears throat> why? Yeah. Why can't you do a series against every team? Well, I know they want to put an emphasis on divisional play, and I get that, and it makes sense. That's fine. Um, but 19 games is a bit much. <laughs> you know, do 15 games against each of your division teams, and the rest again. You know, half of the rest against. The rest of your uh, league and the other half of the rest against the other right. league. There, I mean, there is a formula, but out see, there to do it. But that's too much uh, crossover with teams that don't like the DH having to use the DH, and right. I'm sure they would complain if they had to use it more. I while I do like the symmetry of the leagues, I do hate the fact that we have to have an interleague matchup every single day. Yeah, um, it's weird to me. It's very weird when I, you know, when we were growing up. The NL always had more teams than the AL. Yeah, and then we had to send them Houston. I know, like that was free wins every year, right? 
I miss those free wins. I don't know why they didn't send the Brewers back. Well. Because the Brewers came up, came up in the AL. And it's not like it's even a, a geographical thing. Right. They could have sent whoever they wanted. I don't, yeah, I don't know why they did. They, they need to give us two more teams to get us to 16 in each and stop with the interleague every day. I'd be okay you with just, that. You just want the two months out of the season to have interleague play? Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it the way it used to be, where it was it was interleague week. That was great for me. You always knew you always knew when the uh, Cubs White Sox series was going to be every year. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, and I miss it. Go back to the way things were. Darn it. <laughs> Dagnabbit! And get off my lawn while you're at it. Oh, I'm not. You know, I'm not a baseball purist by any means. I want them to make all sorts of technological advances. However, this is one thing where they do need to go back to the way it was. I'm definitely not a purist. I want them to make the unpopular changes. Um, see, this is a just just to annoy the purists. Yeah, this is a place where I do want more change, and I I do want robots uh, in the game. Because you watch some of these games, and a pitch is like three feet outside, and it gets called a strike. Well, there was that, <laughs> and uh, the pitch tracker shows where it yeah. was. Well, th- they have a new thing now. Have you seen this? Where instead of just tracking where in the actual strike zone based on that batter the pitch is, it also shows where in the history of that umpire, basically with their calls, where their strike zone is. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting to me because it seems for most of them it's fairly consistent. Yeah. So they may have a weird strike zone, but it's consistent. It's one of those things that you, you know these umpires. You know which umpires you're going to be right. going against. And you should, you know, you have to tailor your game to the umpire. But then they show some pitches that are, you know, like uh, there was one pitch against the Diamondbacks the other day that everybody was complaining. I can't believe that didn't get called. And I'm like, well, it was like it was a good three, four inches outside the zone. Yeah. But. With that umpire, it's only called a ball less than 30% of the time. Right. So that's why people were bitching about it. I'm like, well, it wasn't a strike, though. So I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. I'm like, yeah, it sucks that the next pitch was hit out of the park right. when that would have been strike three had it been called a strike. But it wasn't a strike, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. You know, he should have just come back, and if he'd have made that – it was like a eight or seven or eight pitch at bat. I mean, if he'd come back and made a good pitch on that seventh or eighth pitch instead of right. serving one up down See, the middle – this this is this is what gets me is that the technology is already here for these changes. I could understand if they say, "Well, we don't have the technology right. yet." We have the technology. Fox we can and track, ESPN use it every day. We can track the strikes and balls. Uh, in tennis, they can tell you if a ball has gone uh, out of play. Yeah, we can do that. I'm sure there's something we could do with the bases. You know, see if someone's foot is on. So that doesn't bother me. Those, I mean, those calls are missed so rarely right that i don't think it's a big issue i think you could continue to have umpires out there yeah making those calls and if it needs to be reviewed it needs to be reviewed again i'm not saying get rid of the umps right maybe get rid of the home plate ump yeah but then plays at the plate are a little more difficult to call yeah yeah you would still need somebody back there or at least somebody who you know you'd probably still need the same number of umpires on the field in order to properly cover the field of play when when a ball is in play right yeah you would definitely um yeah, yeah, and you like to, you'd have to have somebody there for plays at the plate, um, so, even though you're not allowed to touch each other anymore. Yeah, you may you may walk up and shake hands with them before they tag you out. But yeah. um, I miss the rundown, just crashing into catchers. If they stand on the line, you can still them, run into them, rendering them unconscious. Yeah, if they if they if they receive the ball on the line, 
you can still plow. Yeah, I mean, our guy plowed somebody <laughs> over a couple of games ago and, and got the run yep. because he, he knocked him out of the way and made him drop the ball. Cannot receive the ball on the line. So, I but, mean, we still have it, just not as common. Yeah. But then people complain. And I want to remove complaints. I just want it to be legal. But it is legal in certain situations. But people will, I want it to be across the board so that people will stop complaining. What I like is when they rule that the guy's ankle being over the line is him blocking the plate, and they give the team the run anyway. I've seen that a couple times. It's so infuriating. And again, that's a, that's an issue with uh, umps being different people. Right. I think we need more baseball players trained in parkour so that when they they're running down the line, they can like do like a weird kick flip over. We have to have walls catcher. going down the. Uh, <laughs> have to have walls going down the uh, foul lines. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, in <laughs> the not? in the in the game that I was at, this was the most wonderful thing in the world. Kyle Schwarber laid down a bunt, and you know sometimes the the fielders will wait to let it go foul. Yeah. So the Brewers' third baseman and pitcher are just following the ball down the line, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and, waiting, and it never goes foul. It bumps into the base, making it fair, oh, man. and then dribbles foul. And Schwarber's been at first base for about thirty <laughs> seconds. It was amazing. It does amuse me when they wait for the ball to go foul and it never does. Yeah. That's it's like just pick just it up and throw it. Like you could have, yeah. you could have gotten him if you'd. Uh... And especially with a guy like Kyle Schwarber, that's a big and, dude. Well, and look, if it goes foul, you have to keep pitching to the guy. Yeah. If you pick it up and get the out, he's out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he you goes wanna, and sits down. You want to keep pitching to Kyle Schwarber? I mean. Come Honestly, on. I don't want to keep pitching to anybody if I can. The way right. pitchers' arms are nowadays, you're on a strict pitch count. Yeah. Um, the Reds pitcher on Saturday, I believe it was 62 pitches to get through two innings. Ouch. Yeah, the Cubs just worked them over. Was that the one where the teams combined for six home runs? Yeah. Yeah, um, and for the for the first time in Major League Baseball history, and this is the most Major League Baseball stat you can ever get. On the third both Wednesday. Teams, both teams had their number three hitter hit a two-run home run in the first inning, and that player was a first baseman for each team. And it can go deeper than that. You lost me. And it can go deeper than that because if eventually it happens and one of them is right-handed, that still would be the only time that they were both (laughs) left-handed. I was about to say like that that could happen with the Diamondbacks because our first baseman is also our three-hole hitter. So, yeah. so you know, in theory, and we've been getting a lot of uh, first-run home runs, so yeah. our yeah. first-inning home runs. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, first, first time in Major League Baseball history that two two players in fact, at the same our position. our first baseman in the three-hole hit a two-run home run in the first inning yesterday. All right. They're all doing it. <laughs> but, Everyone the, but their put, team did not. Yes. Everyone <laughs> put your first baseman in the third spot. Yep. And, uh... For those who don't know, it is uh, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Votto, uh, two of my favorite players. I actually really do like Joey Votto, even though he's a red. He needs to stop being a red. I know. He'd have a lot more success. Yeah, he should embrace democracy. His communism stuff's got to go. <laughs> Absolutely. So, quick view of the standings. Um, again, it's early, and these are pretty meaningless. However, um, still surprising. Some people were worried about the Cubs early on. Uh, they've righted the ship. They're 10-8 and eight now. Uh They've won I still four of their hate, last five. I still hate the fact that in baseball, just the other side of 500 is good. Right, yeah. It drives me crazy. Right. Um, 
So they've won four of their last five. Uh, Cincinnati just a half game behind them at ten and nine. St. Louis is also right at the ship. They are now nine and ten. Milwaukee nine and eleven. The entire uh, division has and, righted the ship yeah. basically. And Pittsburgh eight and ten. And let's look for a change in the next couple of games. <laughs> um, Cincinnati unfortunately is three and seven in their last ten. They have started to go the other way. Um, but yeah, those bottom teams have have turned things around. Um, and like I said on the last show, things even themselves out. Right. It's not, you know, some of these surprise teams that are so that are so good at the beginning of the year. It doesn't last. Um, in the East, Washington thirteen and five, Miami ten and eight, Philly nine and nine, which is a little bit surprising. Um, New York eight and eleven, and Atlanta six and twelve in the base in the basement where everyone thought they'd be. Yeah. Um, the big surprise in the NL right now is that Colorado is still on top of that division at thirteen and six. They're just rolling. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, seven and three in their last ten, win streak of three. Um they're a game and a half up on Arizona, who's twelve and eight, five and five in their last ten. Shockingly, um, the Dodgers are still below five hundred. Yeah, Dodgers still I, nine and ten. I thought for sure that it would just be a little bit little bump at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And that they would quickly get back on it. But they're four and six in their last ten and <clears throat> Again, it's early, and I don't expect this to last. Uh, San Diego eight and twelve—that I expect to last. Right. San Francisco six and thirteen. I would say that I don't expect this to last. However, I want it so badly to last. Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> I have no idea. Madison Bumgarner could be <laughs> out for up to three months. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I have to laugh because of the reason he's out. Yeah. Um, he had a dirt bike accident he on his off day. He broke his contract because it's in his contract that he's not supposed to engage in any sporting activity that could produce uh, hazardous results to his yep. baseballing career. And uh, he decided to go dirt biking on yeah. his day off and yeah, hurt himself. It, it's, not, it's not like it was a preseason thing. Yeah. That's, that's acceptable. You're allowed to, you know, have fun, but... This is during your job. Yeah. The um the original you're, you're thing being paid said, millions of dollars to to do a thing that requires your body to be in perfect condition. Yeah. You don't get to risk that doing other things spray, in the middle of the season. Spraying the AC joint in his throwing shoulder. Um <laughs> I heard at first they said 6 to 8 weeks and I've heard other people saying this could keep him out up to 3 months. Wow. That ain't great. Um so, yeah, San Francisco, that, I mean, that's a win every five days that they just lost over the course of at least the next two months. Um, so, yeah, San Francisco probably going to be staying in the basement for a little while. We'll see how they are when Bumgarner comes back and if he can ever really come back from an injury like that. Um, well, and there was, a, like, you, you got you to gotta take your cues from, from historical happenstance. Jeff Kent injured himself, quote, washing his truck <laughs> when uh several people had said they saw him doing tricks on his motorcycle <laughs> earlier that day so you know apparently he was doing the tricks he wiped out and then you know told everyone you didn't nobody nobody saw that i wasn't here went and washed his truck to provide <laughs> an excuse for the injury That's and amazing. and fell off of his cab Trying to wash the top of his truck. Oh man, I'd have thrown the book at him for that too. I'd have been like, you know what? No, <laughs> I, I, we all know what really happened. But even still, 
you don't climb on top of your truck in the middle of a season either. Right. So especially yeah. with soapy water, go to a, go get to a one car of the, wash. Go to a car wash, pay somebody, or go get one of those long sticks that you attach the hose to. It's got the brush at the other end. Like you've or got just, the money to to do this. You don't have to be climbing on the top of your truck. Or just get a stick from the yard and tape a sponge to it. <laughs> no, Tom. He makes millions. He doesn't have to do it the way we do. Uh oh. The police are coming, everybody. My ride's here. Oh. Um, over the American League, uh, Baltimore sits atop the East at 12 and 5. The Yankees, 11 and 7. Both teams are 7 and 3 in the last 10. Boston, 11 and 8. Tampa, 500, 10 and 10. And Toronto, bottom of the entire major league, 5 and 13. They just cannot get it together. No. And it- now Josh Donaldson is out for a couple weeks. Um, I had high hopes for them this year, and I just... I had not low hopes for them. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to play out the way a lot of people were expecting for them this year. Um, I don't expect them to get back. Yeah. Uh, they also put Tulowitzki on the 10-day deal. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, it was a... Let's see, where is it? Strained hamstring. So, yeah, the all-star left side of their infield is now on the DL. So um, In the central, Cleveland and Detroit, both 10-8. and eight. Um, I will be going to see those two teams first week of May. Oh, yeah? Yep. They have a day game, and I'm off. So. Oh, um, neat. The White Sox 8-9. and nine, The Twins 8-10. and 10. After that hot start, they have lost 7-10. of 10. Uh, Kansas City 7-11. and 11. Uh, In the West, Houston 13-6, and 6, right where I thought they would be. Oakland 10-9. and 9, Texas 9-10. and 10, 9 and 10. L.A. 8 and 12 and Seattle 8 and 12. I sure picked that one, right? Yeah, way to go, Tom. Um, again, it's early. These things are going to even themselves out. Um, you know, Chris Bryant had that uh, historic O for whatever to start the season. It was yeah. the longest O for to start a season by a reigning MVP, and now he's back on track and you know having a having quite the streak right now. So I do, I do want to point out though that the Angels are. Uh... Two and eight in their last ten. They may not be riding the ship. No, I, I do not expect them to. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of this stuff is going to work itself out. Um, it just—it's a long, long, long season. Yes, it is. Um, some might say it's too long, <laughs> and some would say not. Right. I don't think anyone here is saying it's too long. <laughs> I'm just saying that some would say. Um. I love my baseball, and I love the fact that I can watch my team or listen to my team nearly every day. Yeah, it's you know, like must be great. Two days a month that you can't, you know, That's, catch a game. I was just gonna say, so like early on, they get a lot more off days just because they try to space it out, weather concerns and whatnot. Yeah, I cannot wait for June, July, and August when oh, teams yeah. have an average of one point five off days per month. Yeah. It's just amazing. The All-Star break is like the worst thing ever for me. Like oh, that, yeah. I, because oh, I so really bad. don't have any investment in the All-Star game itself. I, like that doesn't – I like the Home Run Derby, but that's about it. What I don't get is why they need such a big break. They play a game a day. They shouldn't need time to get ready to play a game well, they're not, for funsies. I think it's a right. matter of just giving them a break in the middle of a long season. And then they're like, well, well we've got this break. Why don't we uh, – We'll take the best players and not give them as much rest <laughs> as the rest of the players. Here's an idea. <laughs> it's a thing that, that uh, has worked in the NFL for decades and a thing that the NHL is, has picked up and it seems to be working. Give them a bye week. Uh, Each I was, team gets I was a gonna, bye week. I thought you were going with have the all-star game at the end of the season when nobody gives a flying poop. 
and would not watch it at all for NFL, any reason. NFL schedule came out last week. Guess what they did? Scheduled it. El- eliminated <laughs> bye weeks in week four. <gasps> no more week four bye weeks. Excellent. <laughs> Because I've played three weeks of, of football, I just need a rest. Yeah. Now, if they can just get on board with my suggestion from our last After Dark show and just do two bye weeks, half the league's off in week 10, half the league's off in week 11, everybody's happy. Well, not everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Literally everyone, Tom. Everyone. Even you, whether you're happy about it or not. No. You will learn to be happy. <laughs> All right. So... The NFL draft is coming up this week. Yeah. Um, Remember how we said we were going to do a mock draft? Yeah. And we're just not. We're not. It's so... We're not. So I said st- we would try. They're so stupid. I, I said and we would try. Pointless, and we would be wrong anyway. And yeah. it's just not... Oh, I, I do want to talk about one thing. Uh, I want to talk about Deshaun Kaiser. Saying that he has Tom saying, Brady's brain in Cam Newton's body? And then saying people took it out of context. Which... I will grant that some articles did take it a bit out of context, yes. but he did say those no, words. No, he did. He was talking, I think he was but, talking but more a lot about... But a lot of people tried to play it as, this guy said he's a future Hall of Famer. That's right. what a lot of the right. stories were. He, what he said is, why can't I be that good? Yes. Basically. And that's he's, good he's, to have that kind of faith in yourself. Yeah. I'd be mad if a player didn't. It, but I, I do think it, it's a silly thing to say, and it's a silly thing to double down on. Right. Um, just don't make any more comments about it, yeah. you know? I mean, Brock Osweiler needs to go out there every single week thinking, I'm Ben Roethlisberger, I'm Eli Manning, I'm, I am as good as these guys. Yeah. He, they, you need to do that. Now, yeah, don't go out and tell the media that, but you need to have that mindset to play, to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and I, th- I think Kaiser... Uh, I, I, I think Kelly is right. He probably did need to stay another year. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, he's going to have to sit wherever he goes. He's athletically ready. I don't know if his, his mind is at, at the level where um, the game, the NFL game is. That could be said for um, basically any quarterback, even if they're a four-year starter in college or not. Yeah, uh, it is it is a big change, especially with the different packages now. Right. The NFL and, and college football used to run the same sort of game you know but now it's you know i i couldn't tell you i mean kaiser probably took less than 20 snaps from under center last season yeah and there are there are teams in the nfl that can get away with that but uh they're few and far between yeah um even the high uh octane quick offenses still take snaps under center they still know how to slow the pace of the game yeah um so hey you wanted to talk about Kaiser. Where do you think he ends up in this draft? I mean, you, you when you go through the top picks, the Browns, the 49ers, the Bears, the Jaguars, the Jets at six, the Bills at ten. Those teams need quarterbacks. They're they're all they're all picking in the top ten. They need quarterbacks. Do you think he goes in that top ten? I yeah, I don't think so. No, I I don't know that he's dropped out of the first round yet. But I could not. I would I would not be surprised if a team trades back back into the first round to pick him up. Yeah, okay. or, or trades back from oh trades top down 10, from one of those. Yeah, uh, you know trade down and still get him and still be able to get him. All right, it's it's risky, but yeah, um, a lot of those teams have other needs too that right. are that are just as pressing. Right. 
there are four quarterbacks that people have been talking about could go in the first round, and I've heard a lot of talk about Davis Webb being a top quarterback as well, but not a lot of talk of him going that early. No, I think he's a second or third rounder. Yeah. Um, so Mitchell Trubisky out of North Carolina. The Browns are very interested in him. They are. Um, they would probably have to trade. They would either have to take him number one overall or trade up from their second first-round pick to get him. Right. Um, because I do believe – actually, they, they probably just have to take him first overall because I think that the 49ers are probably just as interested. And I don't – he's not a first overall quarterback. No, I don't think any of the quarterbacks are worth the first overall, especially when you have a guy like Miles Garrett in this year's draft. Yeah. Um, so let's – not even considering trades – where do you think a guy like Mitchell Trubisky winds up? I think he goes to San Francisco. San Francisco or or the Jets. Yeah. Um, then you have uh, Deshaun Watson. I um, think he could probably slip all the way down to 13 at Arizona. Yeah, um, and I know I, I believe Arizona did visit yeah, with him. they did. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I can't even um, – the Bills maybe. I, I know they are going to try and stay the course, but – I don't think he'll go that early. No? No. Um, I think he actually probably winds up in Houston at 25. Wow. Well, I think Kaiser goes to the Jets. You think Kaiser goes to the Jets in round one or all the way yep. down in round two? In round one. Are they, I think the Jets are, are ready for some sort some sort of stability at quarterback, and I think that means that they play through this year with Hackenberg or whoever at, at starter Yeah. and uh, let Kaiser play next year. Their, their problem is that they – they always have too many mediocre quarterbacks on the roster. Yes, that's I, literally all they have. Just you, there. None of them are going to be any better than the other one. Just stick with one for the whole season. Sometimes it's okay to make a change, but not when you're not going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, so we'll tailor this a little bit to, to us. Uh, anyone you're hoping Pittsburgh takes? Oh boy, uh, I would like us to. Uh, get our replacement for Roethlisberger. In round one, though? No. I'm just talking first round first round. First round? Uh, Well, we still need help in the secondary. We're probably going to take a linebacker like we always do. Right. Um, I don't even know who we'd take. We're so far down in the the first round that anyone that I would like them to take will likely be gone. Uh, I I would love for the Packers to take T.J. Watt. Uh, I believe that he did visit with Pittsburgh. Uh, he visited with pretty much everybody, it seems. I think everybody uh, is really high on him. But I keep seeing him in, in a lot of these uh, mock drafts and a lot of these guys talking on NFL Network and wherever else. They're talking about him in, like, the, the, the 20 to 30 range. And for a team that – for for a guy that every team wants, that's kind of strange. You wouldn't see him a little higher. It's, a, it's not necessarily a team that everybody that, wants. It's especially a team with that, that pedigree. Everybody's interested in. Yeah. Um Beyond that, I would like for Green Bay to take a running back. If Leonard Fournette somehow dropped, or if Green Bay traded up for Leonard Fournette, I'd be a very happy man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think all of the running backs that I am interested in will be gone by the time Green Bay is up to pick. Yeah. Although, I did see an article today. A lot of teams want to trade down from that 15 to 20-something range. So Green Bay can make a deal and move up into the 15s. Maybe they can get a guy like Fournette or McCaffrey, and I'd be pretty happy yeah. with that. Um, so the draft is coming at you, what, Thursday night? They do round one, yeah, rounds two and three on Friday and finish this up on Saturday? Big old bombastic week-long thing. Yeah. That is, the draft, I don't so much. I, I don't get so much the spectacle of it. Um, but, you know, 
it came from ESPN being a 24-hour network and needing to show something. Yep. Look, and just give me a list. Yeah. Um, Have the draft in some conference room in Weehawken, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is probably a real place. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then release the results to the press, yeah. who will then disseminate it to us. Right. Now, I am going to rip into someone who... I have a great deal of, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disdain? Pure. <laughs> Pure unadulterated hatred. That's it. Talk about Mike Florio. Yeah. I have this war with Mike Florio. He doesn't know about it, but I have this war with Mike Florio. Um, All right, Don Quixote. <laughs> so it, it's him and his whole staff over there at Pro Football Talk. Um, I'd say check them out, but they're a bunch of hacks. And I know that I'm a hack, too, but I don't get paid for this so you know it's a little bit different i'm not a hack um so leading up to the schedule release last week florio or one of his minions writes this article basically making fun of people that get excited for the schedule release i'm sorry i want to know who my team plays so i can figure out if i can see them yeah so that's the thing i have three children i have a full-time job i have this show that i do i have a lot of things going on in my life right now so, yeah, when the schedule comes out and I see Cincinnati at Green Bay week three, and that was the matchup that I was hoping to see this year, now I know when I'm putting in my vacation time. Yeah. Now I know when to book that hotel. Now I know when to find a sitter for my kids. And we can't, you know, not everyone can just, oh, I guess I'll go, you know, to this game whenever it is, wherever, wherever it is. Right. You know, just tell me a couple of days beforehand. Yeah. No, yeah. I can't it, do that. It is kind of easy for us to just on a whim go up to Detroit at later in the season. But when, for, when tickets have dropped to four dollars. Yeah, but for me to go and there are a great many NFL fans who do not live in the same city that their favorite team plays in. Yeah. And there are some, like me, who live in a city that doesn't have an NFL team. So if I want to go to Lambeau Field, I have to do a great deal of planning to make that happen. So for the when the NFL schedule comes out for me in April, that is a big deal because now I know I have X amount of time to plan a trip. Yeah. And making fun of people who go to your website for NFL news who see all of those advertisements that pay you, that's a bad move, Florio. And I am so sick and tired of it because they do it about everything. You know what I do? I go there, I get the headlines, and I move on to the next website that uh, will actually give me information. Yeah. I, just... I don't click unless it's something uh, regarding my team. He's, just, he's so condescending. He is. And it's terrible seeing his stupid face on Sunday Night Football. Well, um, you can usually tune out because it's halftime right. or it's post-game. Right. Um, but it's and, and this isn't the only thing that he does it about. He does it about a, a lot of things. Like, we've been over, you know, I talked about the Packers stock thing, how he's so condescending about that. Well, the Packers haven't had to have a, a public issue about renovating Lambeau Field ever because they pay for it with their, as he puts it, uh, non-stock stock. I, I find it a tad silly. I, I find the people who are buying mass amounts of, of it well, no, silly. There, there are no mass amounts. You're limited. You are? Yeah. Oh. Um. No, it's like I, I, I people who want to who people who support the team are the ones who are paying for the stadium upgrades. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a neat thing that you know 
you can get. Yeah. A little piece of memorabilia. Yeah. And that, it's and that no is different it than buying a baseball or a football or a hat with the team emblazoned on it. Exactly. Exactly. But it's it's just the kind of thing that he does. And if you read through the comment section, everybody hates it, but he continues to do it. I try not to read the comments and on 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 anything. On well, on <laughs> especially on pro football talk. Right. Um but I did have another point I wanted to make and it's now escaping me cuz I'm just so irritated. Oh, okay. So okay, do we need the 3 hour long release show on NFL Network? No. No. However, release the schedule. No, well no. And but here's the thing. NFL Network is a 24 hour network devoted to football. So yeah, yeah, why not? Who is it hurting? To have the schedule release show. Uh, Who is it hurting? Anybody? Anybody. Uh, maybe the camera tipped over on some guy. It's hurting nobody. Or, they're, uh, they're a 24-hour network devoted to a sport. Yeah, they don't which, need to do it, but... Which, honestly, is silly. that's ridiculous. But we have 24-hour networks devoted to everything nowadays. Yeah. You know, we have 24-hour cooking networks. We have hey, 24-hour shopping don't, networks. Don't bash the cooking we networks. Have, there's so many things, but... They have knives and stuff. Oh, so do the shopping networks. Yeah. You better be careful. I better watch myself. Well, no, that's just—it's my beef with Florio. He's—he's he's just so pretentious and condescending and holier than thou. And, and he's I, a dingleberry. I just can't take it anymore. Um, man, I wish we had a big enough presence that he would get wind of this, and then we could have like a anchorman style fight. Dibs on the trident. <laughs> Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> you might want to lay low for a little while. <laughs> Brock killed it, man. Oh, I've not watched that movie in forever. Man. Great. Now I'm right. thinking about Anchorman and not the show. What's next? More sports. What do we got? I think we're out of sports. We can't be out of sports. We did it. There's always sports. No, we did it. We're out of sports. What about uh, High Ally? It's time for our new segment. Who would you fire? So ESPN has announced that they are going to be firing about 40 on-air personalities. Well, they say laying off. I say firing. You, um, look, you're not getting fired if you're getting a multi-million dollar severance. Right. Um, so obviously they have they have thousands, really. They have thousands of on-air employees when you count all their radio shows and television shows yeah. and everything. Um now they're getting rid of forty. We're not gonna we're not gonna name forty names, but we're gonna give a decent handful. Um, and uh, I think uh, our cousin Matt and my buddy Jason. Uh, this came up on Facebook the other day, and um, Jason. Ooh, wait, I got one. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell my story. But I, I want to tell my story. And Jason was hoping that they were taking suggestions. <laughs> Yeah, that that would work. So the first person, and I'll, I'll give it to Jason. The first person, one out of forty, is Mel Kiper Jr. Yeah, yeah. You bring him on once a year to be wrong. Yeah. Um, I did counter uh, number two. I said if it's gonna, if, if we're only getting to suggest one person to them, it's Stephen A. Smith. Uh, yeah. You know, can can I just say get rid of first take? Yes. First, yeah. First take altogether. Um. Who's he up against now? Is it Max Kellerman? I I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, first take as a whole. But yes, Stephen A. Smith. Yep. So Kuiper, Stephen A. Smith, um, Mike Mayock, just all those draft guys. Get rid of them. Yeah. Um, Chris Berman's on his way out, so I won't say Chris Berman. Right. He's he's finishing out this contract and he's retiring. Yeah. He's, which is strange. 
Right. You don't. He's relatively young for a, an analyst to be retiring. He's got to be in his sixties, though. I mean, uh, yeah, he could keep going, but um, so who who else? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, John Gruden. No, I, Dude, we I, need something to laugh at. Nope, can't do it. John Gruden. Uh, Trent Delfer. Yes, I get. I can get on board with that. Most most of Monday Night Football. Oh, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, um, Dilfer, Steve Young. I don't know. Keep Steve. Keep Steve, and maybe keep Randy Moss. Maybe. Yeah. Because he yeah, Ma- he makes his point. Yeah. I, I I like him. Yeah. Um, who's replacing Tariko up in the booth? I Scott Mick something or other. I uh, don't know. We'll give him a pass for now because I don't know who he is. We don't know who he is. Good work, guy. <laughs> if I don't know who you are, you can probably stay. Um. Yeah, just uh, Van Pelt has to stay. Yeah, Van Pelt is that station right now. Um, I want to see Van Pelt in more than just that late night Sports Center. Yeah, um, I love Scott Van Pelt. He is give him. I do, shave my head to be more like Scott Van Pelt. Do what they do with Mike and Mike. Give him, you know, Mike and uh, Mike is coming to an end because Greeny's getting his own show. What? No. Yep. No. I heard some rumors about that not too long ago. No. Um, Dan Levitar can go. Dan Levitard, uh, the Stugatz. Do they still do Around the Horn? Hit, uh, you know, I couldn't tell you. If they do, don't. <laughs> that entire crew. That's five guys right there. Uh, I think Jameel Hill and uh, uh, Michael A. Smith could probably stay. I wouldn't Mike, be. No, not Michael A. Smith. No, is there an A? Michael Smith. What is his name? I don't know. Michael, it's a, the guy with Jameel Hill. I, I don't, don't know. know. They can stay. Um, they do good work. I would not be upset if, pardon the interruption, Went off. Kornheiser and Wilbon. Yeah. yeah, I can't stand them. I I liked that show at first. I I I liked that it ran down all of the day's sports in half an hour. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it was pretty good at the start, but yeah. But then they I just fr- I don't know. I forget that it's on a lot of times. They just like the fact that it's still going is amazing to me. Is it still going? <laughs> I don't, sure I don't even know. Um, yeah, I mean there there's so many people that I would just want to give the boot right away. Unfortunately, those are their high-profile people, and they're very yeah. unlikely to fire those guys. Uh, no, actually, uh, it could be a big name or two. The, 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 group, the group will be mostly unknown radio and sports center anchors, but there could be three to four big names that a lot of people have heard of. One big name that a lot of people have heard of that is probably going to be part of it. It won't be a layoff, but uh, John Butchagross's contract is expiring in July. So there's a good chance that he will not be back. But so his talents won't be going to waste yeah. anymore. He'll go somewhere else. He's going to have tons of suitors. Yeah. Uh, NBC, NHL Network. I, jeez, oh, I don't know. D- does NBC have room for honestly just an analyst? They don't really have a sports show. Well, I mean, they've got the NBC Sports Network. They've got a hockey. They've got a hockey show over there. I mean, I, I'm sure there is room for him. I think he'd do best with NHL Network. Yeah. But that doesn't get a wide. Get, that's not wide enough. They could uh, give him a sports show, like his own. Yeah. And, yeah, it could be high, like uh, like on, on NBC. I mean, um, it could be, like, pretty hockey-centric during hockey season, but the man is bright enough and knows enough to talk about all of it. Yeah. So, um, it, it, yeah, it would be nice to see him take on a bigger role at a place like NBC or NHL. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> ESPN has no desire to cover hockey. Well, no, because they blew it and they let their contract expire without even negotiating. Actually, they lowballed. Did they? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they lowballed. 
But the, oh no, when it expired last time, they didn't try to even get in the conversation. Yeah, NBC was just able to re up with pretty much no uh, no fight from anyone else. And it's it's strange though because they'll uh, they'll put hockey highlights in to their top ten. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, minor league. Yeah, Evan Rankin was on the top ten three times this season. He is a Toledo walleye. For those who don't, he's know. a Toledo walleyes. <laughs> get it right. Um. Yeah, they yeah they they do they do talk about it, but not near as much as they should or could. I remember last year when the Penguins won the cup, it was the top story for the first half of the morning block of Sports Center, and then it was like the second story. And by midday, they just kind of mentioned it halfway through the show. Yeah, the the Stanley Cup is um, kind of a big deal. It's more than a hundred years old. Um, I think you should give it a little bit more airtime. Yeah, kind of, kind of a big deal. But you know, people from all around the world come to play in this league. Yeah, although I mean, to be fair, nobody talks about soccer, and that's a worldwide thing. So I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying, no, I'm, I'm, you know, they talk about soccer more than they do hockey. They do. They actually do because they have a contract to show soccer. Oh yeah. Weird how that works, isn't Forgot it? Forgot about that. Oh, um, that's a pretty good list of people to fire, though. I think we uh, yeah we're saving them quite a bit of money that way. I mean, it look it makes sense, guys. Start with first take. Yeah, it's the first take. Right. You take their jobs first. Get rid of them, and that you know that gets Stephen A. off the off the air right away. Yeah. Um, man, but you know it's gonna be people we like. They're gonna phase out like some of the older uh, anchors is what they're gonna do. Like they're they'll probably get rid of like Hannah Storm. Yeah. You know who I I love. She does great work. I wouldn't. She be, is so good at her job. I wouldn't be surprised to see the uh, sideline reporters. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably be stuff take like a that big hit. too. Yep. Who? Um. Or they, it could be college football people too. It could. You know. Yeah. It could be. It could be Lee Corso. Oh no. Yeah. Which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but you know they could probably offer him some sort of retirement plan. I love when they when they used to when EA used to make the uh, the college football game. I miss that. The the version of Ask Madden for the play was Ask Corso. Right. It was even worse than Asking Madden. Yeah. Oh, man. I cannot wait for college football to come back around. Like, I was watching, um, what was I watching? I was watching something the other day, and, like, just part of the, part of, like, the C plot just had to do with, like, a college campus, and there was a football game being played. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. See, I. So many months. For me, I. I think I'm set into cycles now. Uh, I don't care about college football right now. I won't care about college football until maybe a week right. and a half before college football starts. Right. And then I'll get excited again. But don't get me and, wrong. Like, I'm every, all in for baseball right now. Every every year it happens. Like, the season ends and I'm like, I, I still need some more. Well, and no. then, I asked you. I asked you in June last year if you wanted to go to a Notre Dame game. And you're like, eh. And then when I went, you were like, what the hell, man? Yeah, you got you got to ask me closer <laughs> to when I'd be interested. Like I I honestly when a when a certain sport ends, I want more of it for a couple of weeks. Right. And then I get to the point where I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't even care about that, you know. Right. And actually that happened a lot earlier for me for college football last year. Well, yeah, Notre Dame was pretty bad. But then by the end, by the championship game, I, I was I was all in again. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, a lot of those playoff games were, uh, and the bowl games were very exciting. Uh, we did get some good football towards the end there. And it's that championship game, you know, 
Um, though, I mean, I'm all in for baseball right now, and I, I'm still all in on, on basketball playoffs and hockey playoffs. But for me, with, with those two playoff systems, I don't get really, really into it until the second round. And we're right there. Yeah. We're right there with hockey, but basketball. We've still got a long way to go until yeah, we get to the second we, round of playoffs. We have two days off before the second round of hockey. I know. Yeah, ah. it's bad. But I mean, that'll give you a chance to look in on the basketball and catch up a, on a couple MLB games. So that that at least is a bright side to it. Yeah, but why did it have to happen while your your team and mine are having a series? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope it goes the way the last one did, but. There's not a guarantee. No. Yeah, the, the Cubs have been streaky of late, so we'll see. Um, like, honestly, at, at the beginning of this season, all I really wanted was for the Pirates to uh, take the season series against the Cubs. <laughs> That's really all I wanted to get out of it. Um, well, they got a good start. Yeah. Um, if we can just continue it. And we've gotten some good wins against uh, two other teams. <laughs> we haven't... We we took all the games against the Braves, and we took two of the games against the Yankees, and all the games against the Cubs, and Unreal. that's it. Unreal. We we got swept by Boston and St. Louis. St. Louis. That's and, crazy. Uh, at least two of those St. Louis games were two to one games. I think all of them were. Ugh. Pretty sure all of them were. So. All right. Well, we've reached the end of the show. I have to uh, go and make some phone calls to resolve a legal matter. Um, it's not really a legal matter. Um, apparently I was, uh, confused with another person who shares my name and birth date. Uh, that would be confusing. So I have to, uh, go resolve some of that. Um, otherwise some people are going to think that I'm a felon and I'm not, not a felon. Yeah. You've never been caught. Exactly. Exactly. And we all work today, don't we? Yeah. Indeed. Oh. And I really got to pee. Congrats. That's something the listeners need to know. Hey, are you going to be like? I thought it was hilarious when Forrest Gump did it. Uh, I thought you. I was wondering if you were going to invite us to go like Kayla did. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, watch this. No, I. uh, I'm I'm going to do it like Forrest Gump. Going to meet the president and tell him I got a whiz. I have no idea if that's coming through on the microphone. I heard it in my, I heard it in my, in my headset, so it's possible. Why do you have a wine glass so, down here? I don't know, actually. I just I looked over. I'm like, oh, look, the is wine it, glass is there. That's is from, it from when you did the show? The Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then you stumbled up, up the steps. Yes. It was really hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. When I The last time I had a Friday night off and was able to do uh, Socially Awkward Studios with my, with my guys down in Phoenix, uh, I was down here by myself skyping with them and a uh, bottle of wine later i was stumbling up the stairs it's one of those big bottles too <laughs> it was a normal size bottle normal. there just may have been two of them that's all yeah. as i say one bottle because i don't think you should be stumbling after one bottle most most of uh most of two bottles but yeah. it was a good show so that's good that's one of our many great shows on this network Check it out live every Friday night, 6 p.m. Arizona time, Pacific time right now. You'd have to fix that up for the people in the rest of the world. If you're, out here, in the, if you're out here in the Ohio, that's three hours later, so it starts at 9 p.m. There you go. Until daylight savings changes, which Arizona doesn't change, so then it becomes two hours later and starts at 8 o'clock. Exactly. It's all very, very convoluted for no reason. Yes. 
as I like to refer to it when we're driving, uh, when we went to Chicago last Monday, uh, you're time traveling. So we went back in time an hour. Yeah. It's really fun when you fly from this time zone all the way over yeah. to, in this time of year, Arizona is in Pacific time. So I'm going oh, to Arizona yeah, no. next month. Yeah. And so I gain several hours going, I'll be on a plane for four hours, yet I will arrive only an hour later than I left. Right. Yeah, but when you come back. <clears throat> when I come back, I'm leaving at, uh, like, I think our flight is at like five o'clock in the evening. And yeah. it arrives here at midnight. Right. The <laughs> yeah, my my flight back was at like noon, right? And uh, it was dark by the time we yeah. landed in Cleveland. Well, so yeah, it's a four hour flight from Arizona to to here, and uh, then you lose three or either two or three hours, depending on what time of year. Yeah. So add that to it, and all of a sudden it's seven o'clock at night when you yeah <laughs> you left at lunchtime and now it's like oh i missed dinner yep <sighs> didn't get home until about midnight because uh we stopped and got food yeah yeah we stopped uh we made it all the way to the greater toledo area before we stopped though because we stopped at that frickers yeah that's right yeah we stopped and got some wings and beer at frickers although we should have gone to sean's irish tavern we should have we really really should have uh, great food, great alcohol selection, tons of TVs, and I do believe they have some new sauces for their wings and chunks and stuff, so go Ooh. in and check that out. Uh, three locations on Heather Downs in Toledo. Why have we never in, gotten them for lunch? Out in Waterville and out in Sylvania, because so, we yeah. don't eat lunch together. Call it in. Oh, that, oh, you mean at work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Call it in. It's the same distance as uh, as some of the other places we go. It's true. That is true. So, all right. Well, that is all the time we have to be talking sports today. And uh, other things. Yeah, and other things. And thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk sports at you next week. Hey, everybody. Eric here to tell you about a special promotion my charity, Comicare, is running. We are up for a challenge, and we need your support. At Comicare, we spend all year traveling to hospitals and collecting smiles from children and their families and leave comic books behind to keep the smiles going. Well, now we want to see your smiles, and we want to post them on our pages, too. This July 20th through 23rd, we will bring Arizona Tony Stark to the San Diego International Comic Con and take on one of our biggest challenges yet. We will have four days to collect as many pictures as we can of smiling supporters with Tony. How many can we collect? A hundred? Three hundred? Five hundred? We'll run for the 1,000 mark, but you never know. Will you pledge a couple of pennies for each photo we collect? Just think, if you pledge just two cents per picture and we collect a hundred photos, your donation will be two dollars. If we collect a thousand, twenty dollars. Either way, a small price to pay to be part of our continuing mission. We appreciate all your support in the past and we know you will enjoy being a part of this adventure. So please visit comicare.org slash one thousand smiles. That's C O M I C A R E dot org slash one zero 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 smiles. Visit our page, click that pledge button, and throw us a couple of cents per smile. 